Welcome back to Swinging Blindly, the show all about Major League Baseball, told by the perspective of two big baseball fans, myself, Blaze Bryant, in upstate New York, and down in Connecticut is the co-hostess with the mostest, my man, PJ Geary. Hey, my guy. How's it going, Blaze? Always lovely to talk to you, especially when we're talking the great game of baseball. And I just want to say, I think it's co-hostess with the co-mostest, because you certainly have the mostest as well, my friend. Well, I was trying to give you a bit more uh, credit here. Facebook.com slash <laughs> Swinging Blindly Podcast on Twitter at Swinging Blindly. Uh, if things sound a little bit different, if things may sound a little bit clunky, uh, I'm working with a little bit of a backup uh, board here, because uh, my regular stuff is... Uh, in the shop getting fixed, so... It's, uh, it's adjacent to the Michael Jordan flu game, except for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Although the, you know, the, the board that I'm working with, uh, there is no, there are no, um, like, radio faders on it. It's all knobs that you turn, so it's, uh, you know, one of these older style type of things that, uh, but hey, you, you know, you work with... What you got? Yeah. um, Before we get into the uh, home play headlines here, just a couple of structural changes that we decided to make to the show. Uh, Color casters, we will get to you at the top of the hour. Uh, PJ and I, we're going to run through some uh, headlines and some other stuff, and then we'll get to hear your thoughts and we'll. Uh, divide the show so that you get to be part of the second half. So without any further ado, our new structure is PJ will bring us in with our home plate headlines. Absolutely, Blaze. I'm very excited. I, I, I very, very uh, look forward to uh, the growth of the show. And this is step one in, in, uh, in structuring things and getting and making sure we're all about the people. So we really wanted to make sure we blocked off a specific set of time for possible callers. And if we don't end up getting one, well, we'll just swing blindly and we won't care where it lands. Well, so, which we would do anyhow. Exactly. So this is the first ever home plate headlines for today, May 25th, 2022. Blaze, I got to start off. I know it's a little homer for for you. It hits, hits, hits home for you. But it, it was the, one of the biggest stories uh Going in baseball for the last since it happened, which I don't have the exact date. Um, I think it was but, Saturday when it happened. Yeah, yeah, it was over the week. Yeah, Saturday yesterday. I couldn't. I didn't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. Um, yes, yeah, is clear during the fifth inning of Saturday's game between the Yankees and White Sox. Though it wasn't initially clear why, White Sox manager Tony La Russa said after the game that Donaldson had made a racist comment, quote unquote, directed at Anderson, which both Anderson and Donaldson eventually revealed was the Jackie comment. Um, right, Josh Donaldson for the, the third baseman for the Yankees, Tim Anderson, shortstop for the White Sox. For the Chicago White Sox, yes. Uh, Anderson said after the game, he just made a dis- disrespectful comment. Basically, was trying to call me Jackie Robinson, like, what's up, Jackie? I don't play like that. I don't really play at all. I wasn't really going to bother nobody today, but he made the comment, and it was disrespectful. I don't think it was called for. Uh, for a little mo- more context, Donaldson later defended himself and said he was joking while referencing a 2019 interview Anderson did with Sports Illustrated where Anderson compared himself to Jackie Robinson. He said the two joked about it in 2019 too. 
quote from Donaldson after the game, I don't know what's changed, and I've said it to him in the years past, not in any manner than just joking around for the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson. If something has changed from that, my meaning of that has not any term trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. It was just off of an interview of what he called himself. Blaze, as the Yankee fan, this is clearly a story that has consumed um, what has been an amazing start for the Yankees that we'll get to shortly. Um, I guess just what what say you on on this whole situation? Clearly, is just it's not ideal, but uh, you know, obviously, not trying to get too you know crazy about it. But what what are your thoughts? I know you were uh, you were hamming it up at a wedding and giving speeches like the man, like the good man you are, the best best man, if I will say. And uh, uh, you you might have missed a little bit of this, but what what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's one of those deals, and it's really an unfortunate thing. I mean, Tim Anderson calling himself or, you know, saying that he's the next Jackie Robinson. I don't care. I'm I'm sorry. There's only one Jackie Robinson, only one person that really can be the, the trailblazer of the sport. And that is not something Tim Anderson should have said back in 2019, nor should. And, and, and honestly, Josh Donaldson probably shouldn't have said what he did either even though it was in a joking context you you know you gotta here's the thing tim anderson is a very he he strikes me as an extremely sensitive player and it it, and that because of that i think complicates the situation josh donaldson getting a one game suspension mlb got that right he is appealing it meaning donaldson is who also, conveniently or inconveniently, however you want to look at it, evidently he's been pretty sick and is on the COVID list. So he will, I don't know when, have the hearing to determine the suspension. But it is a one game. I get why Donaldson's appealing it, but my goodness. I mean, just just serve out the one game and be done with it, dude. Yeah, I think it's almost calling a little bit more, uh, you know, eyes to it for the with the appeal. But just, uh, just really quickly, um, the Donald's for, on that one game suspension. The comment he was suspended for his quote unquote poor judgment, um, which I think we can all agree is true. Yeah, um, and especially Tim Anderson came out, and I'm this I'm paraphrasing. This is via ESPN's Jesse Rogers um, that. Anderson had told Donaldson not to not to say uh, anything like that towards him. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's a whole it's a, it's a weird story nonetheless. And I think Donaldson was wrong. I, I think that I think you might be right when it comes to Tim Anderson and the way that at least the way he plays on the field would indicate that he is maybe a little bit uh, you know dialed into the point where this would be you know bigger to him. Than say other people could maybe, but you know it's tough. It's kind of tough to dance along the lines, but I guess we'll just have to see what happens, and hopefully uh, it'll die down and it won't be as big of a deal as. And and you know what, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But you know, you can't you can't determine how people are going to feel about things. So that's for sure, Um, and it it's and it's yeah, it's it's an unfortunate thing, and it overshadowed which which what was actually a really good game i'm not saying that yeah. just because the yankees won this is a 7-5 game so that's a good game in and of itself 
the quality of the game ended up being absolutely the the secondary story to this absolutely yeah and uh again we'll we'll keep you posted we'll keep you monitored on anything that happens in the coming week and uh we'll we'll uh maybe we'll be touching on it again next week in the home play headlines but to move on to a little bit more lighthearted <laughs> yeah right exactly if if we talk about it next week then it's probably gotten a lot worse um to move on to some lighter hearted things and to stay kind of in the Homer, kind of a shout out to our once segment Homer, the Homer minute Blaze, since we last did one of these two Hall of Famers, both stepped on the mound for the first time in their careers in one Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, who both a little bit more rare than in a, a big loss pitched in, in a blowout win in the ninth inning. And both uh, miraculously gave both gave up four earned runs uh, and end their presumably pitching careers with an exact same ERA of thirty six point zero zero. But the the story, Blaze, and as as a baseball uh, lover as as you are, I mean, to steal a quote from from Moneyball, I mean, it's it's hard not to be romantic about baseball. I mean, seeing. I mean, so when Pools did it, I mean, he was pitching to Yachty, which was, which was. Uh, oh no, I believe it actually was Kisner. I can't. It was two weeks ago now, so my brain's a little foggy. But, um, but when Yachty pitched this past Sunday, Albert Pools went out and warmed him up. Yeah, and, and yeah. The look, the look on both of their faces, like you could tell, Pools who hit two home runs and, and said blowout. Uh, coming off the bench, he hit two home runs. Um. 17 home runs away from 700, so we'll be on Pujols' watch the rest of the year for sure. He should Just, get uh, it, I would think. I would, yeah. I mean, the way at the pace he's at, and the, the the way that they play him, they really only start him against the lefties, which is to be expected. But the way he's hitting, even against righties, I mean, both one of the home runs came against an actual pitcher, but the second one came off of a position player. But both of them are righties, so maybe he's seeing the ball better. He's in, in a better place, like he's back home with with his best friend, like brother. Like maybe that is actually making a difference in in the way he's playing and and yeah I mean I'm rooting for it obviously very hard just just the look on their faces when they're the, you could tell Pujols is having like the best time of his like it's finally this is an Albert Pujols who one of the best players of all time I think we could both agree on that um, who, uh, is who was meticulously working out preparing you know not, not in the last. In his first ten years with the Cardinals, there's no way Albert Pools would ever pitch because they wouldn't wouldn't want to risk anything. Now we have him just lobbing balls in, laughing when he gives up a home run. Finally, he gets to experience all the pain he's uh, he's enacted on on pitchers over the years. I don't like, know about all the pain, but uh, a fair amount, well, some because <laughs> that dude's inflicted a lot of freaking pain, bro. Absolutely, absolutely, and I got to watch a lot of it, and I'm so grateful as a Cardinal fan to be able to see what's happening regardless if it gets 700 that'd just be gravy just to see yeah. how happy he is just brings a tear to my eye and it's great for baseball it is i mean although let's be real position players pitching in may i i, I don't know i just that that whole thing is just it's weird it's it's yeah. really weird oh, um no trust me if it wasn't yadi and pujols doing it for the first time for like the pop-up in circumstance i think i would probably feel the same way it's a different yeah. scenario with them, you know. 
That's true. I mean, considering both have announced that they're going to be retiring at the end of the year. Yeah. It helps, I think, for Pujols that he doesn't have a $250 million albatross hanging around his neck <laughs> that was bestowed upon him by the Angels. <laughs> Glad the Cardinals didn't do that. Uh, full disclosure, glad that the Cardinals didn't go over there. I believe offered 192 million. So, uh, <laughs> even though who knows, like seeing him like this, maybe he would have done better in a Cardinal uniform. Maybe it, the the pressures of LA is part of the reason why um, the, the 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 decline happened, other than age. But yeah, man, it's just could uh, be cer- certainly something that I think uh, if you haven't seen the videos, just. There's a couple of 40 second, you know, minute clips of, of the both of these things. And uh, of course, they got blown up by all the major, you know, outlets. So check it out if you haven't already. Just feel good stuff. Um, Blaze, should we do the, the quarterway MLB, all MLB team or end the New York State of Mind? Or should I just pick one? Uh, let's just let's go around. Let's just do the, the quarter, the, the you know, the quarter of uh, the, the, you know, the, the quarter thing there. OK, <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That thing, that that quarter that thing. That yeah. thing, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to some Yankees and Mets talk as they currently sit as the two best teams in baseball. Sure. But I, I came across this article that we can breeze through by Will Leach uh, of MLB.com, and it is a quarter of the way through the season, all MLB team at each position. So, um, Again, as I said, in May is it's May, it's twenty five percent. A lot of things can happen, but as it stands, these are according to Mister Leach. These are the guys at each position. So I will just give you the who he chose and the runner ups, and we could just quickly breeze through these. So we'll go uh, first catcher Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, five home runs, fourteen RBIs, hitting two, slashing two fifty eight, three eighty two, and four fifty eight. Um, a a big defensive catcher with the runner-up uh, being Jonah Haim of the Rangers, slashing 282, 365, and 518. Um, this, is an, this is a guy that – this will come up with a couple guys, but a guy in Contreras, an, an impending free agent. Um, so the fact that he's playing this well is is got to suit well for his uh, future potential earnings. One would think, and Jonah Heim, I mean, he's one of these guys that not a lot of people know a yeah. lot about. Absolutely. So that's, um, I think I may have just uh, figured out another audio thing with the clips, by the way. Um, the, oh. um, yeah, I, um, and yeah, Contreras, I think you're right. I mean, hey, it's a contract year. Yeah, absolutely. And, Cardinals and we'll are going to need a catcher next year. Yeah, this is a good point. I'm not going to speak on that right now because I'm going to cry my eyes out when Yadier Molina is no longer the catcher of the Cardinals. But um, he will get a statue and he will go walk right into the Hall of Fame. Hopefully. Well, I mean, as um, as he should. I'm just yeah. I'm just making the point because you said Contreras no, no, is a free no, agent. You're right. You're right. You know, you're not wrong. I, I didn't think about it until you said it, and now maybe I can see it happening. Well, that's you know, we'll get to that. Um, First base, this you know I love this one, and uh, another guy we may hear about later in the show, Paul Goldschmidt, who started off slow, has been scorching hot in May. He sits at seven home runs, thirty-three RBIs, sixteen doubles, slashing three forty-four, four eleven, and five seventy-five. This one, just to name a couple, uh, was the the deepest for this Sir Will Leitch. Um, he it said it came down to five guys in, in Goldschmidt, Ty France. Uh, C.J. Crone, Freddie Freeman, and Pete Alonzo. 
where Cron, Cron and Alonso have the home runs. They at 11. Christian Walker, another first baseman, and France is second in the AL in hits. But ultimately, the call here is Goldschmidt, who has been a monster in May. And uh, and he did have a special moment uh, that happened recently that we will get to. And uh, the runner-up that he had was Pete Alonso, which I don't think you can argue. I think one and two, two and one, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, not really much more you can say. Absolutely. Second base, we go to Miami, where a future star looks like he might have blossomed and starting to blossom in Jazz Chisholm Jr. He is hitting 290, 341, 581 with seven home runs, 27 RBIs, and six stolen bases, showing off that power a little bit more while uh, his walk rate is up and his strikeout rate is down, which is generally a good sign. Uh, with the runner-up being my guy, Tommy Edmonds. Tommy Edmonds, who is uh, 278, 367, and 437 with 10 stolen bases, who I am, who has just switched over to shortstop, actually, um, as Paul DeYoung was struggling and allowing the Cardinals to call up a top prospect. So uh, uh, as a fan of both of those guys that I just named, Blaze, Jazz Chisholm is, is, the guy, is a kind of guy who uh, we're going to be seeing for a long time. For sure, and and we'll see if Tommy Edmonds or Edmonds is able to uh, do well at the other side of second base. Which, as we know, you know from the Glaber Torres experiment last year, he was a far better second baseman than shortstop. It is different. You're the captain of the infield now. Let's see what he can do. Um. Yep. Absolutely. Shortstop, a guy that we've just mentioned that Willie has here. Um, is Mr. Tim Anderson hitting 367, 405, 527 with 19 RBIs and seven stolen bases? Stolen bases. Um, yeah, I mean, just one of the most magnetic, compulsively watchable players in the game, and I and I think a lot of that has to do with his personality, and uh, and I think that that's also potentially good for the game. Maybe not Josh Donaldson, but I'm not going to get. We, we already discussed that um, with runner-up being. Uh, out of kind of out of nowhere, Jeremy Pena of the Astros, who has been a welcome addition uh, to slotting in there behind uh, the departing Carlos Correa. Yeah, which is uh, pretty interesting, and I haven't seen uh, Jeremy Pena play yet. Um, don't really, admittedly, don't really know a lot about him, but hey, it seems like that's working out well in in Houston with the addition of him and the subtraction of Correa. Yeah, for sure. I'm a Pena guy I'm looking at in fantasy for sure. And and Tim Anderson was one of the higher drafted guys. So, I mean, so far it's kind of chalk, uh, a couple of surprises, but we go to third base where we have, Will Leach has selected Manny Machado as the top third baseman. Currently eight home runs, 27 RBIs, 368, 441, 601. Um, you know, again, I think this one is another one that had a lot. You know, I got to give a shout out to my guy, Nolan Arnado and Devers. And then run, the runner up that he chose was Jose Ramirez, 11 home runs and 43 RBIs. So um, Machado is so far looking like he's currently leading in nearly every category um, at the position. And uh, I think it's, I don't know, I don't want to say this. I guess it would be disappointing because the Padres didn't even make the playoffs last year. So. His first season as a, right? Was it his first season or second season as a player? It was his second. Remember the first one oh, was the COVID the, year? The COVID year, yes. Thank you. Which is like, geez. 
that happened, I guess. The the first um, COVID year. Let's just put it yeah. that way. The yeah. the sixty game COVID year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's so, yeah. zip around the outfield really quickly here, PJ. Uh, right. Yep, I got you. And so really just there's one I want you to touch on for a minute, but Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, another shocker. So two angels in the outfield, as they say. And then Mr. Aaron Judge, bet on himself, currently has 17 home runs, 34 RBIs. The man is the uh, uh, quarters in session. No doubt about it. And as John Sterling would say, all rise. Here comes the judge. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. He's, he's going to command. If he continues this, he could hit 60 and command a big, big paycheck. We'll see what happens. Um, starting pitcher, the returning Justin Verlander, who's just been amazing, 6-1, 1.22 ERA. It's, a, it's awesome to see guys like him and just from myself, Adam Wainwright, you know, these older guys that we've watched for forever be this effective this late in their careers. Yeah, and, you know, we're also at the point, too, PJ, I was thinking about this the other day, where we're now watching the sons of players we grew up watching. Oh, jeez. You, you know, come on, what are you doing to me? I, what are you doing to me? What do you mean, what am I doing to you? I'm just... Yeah, I mean, we're old. We're old men. We are. Uh, well, hey, uh, speaking of old men, as we transition to a segment that, for now, we're calling Bullpen Calls. Love it. Oh, I love that. Now, I heard this play out live, quite literally, and I said to myself, okay, this is so great that I need to pull this for the Swinging Blindly podcast, which you can find (laughs) wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's live on ColorCast every Wednesday, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, 4.30 Mountain Time, 3.30 Pacific. 12.30 12.30 Hawaiian time, 2.30 Alaska. Um, heard this play out live. The Yankees playing the Orioles Monday night. Manager Brendan Hyde comes out. And, well, when a manager comes out, this is how things usually sound on the Yankees radio network. This call to the bullpen is brought to you by the New York Lottery. The newest scratch-off games are on sale now. Try your luck today, and you could bring home a win. All right, let's see this this new setup. I'm a little clunky with it. Forgive me. That sounded good. Uh, thank you. I'm I was able to make a little tweak. So they go to the bullpen. Well, they go to the bullpen, or at least commercial break. The Cars for Kids commercial plays, and then here's how the rest of this plays out. Still on the Yankees radio network. Here's Aaron Boone, one of our happy Nielsen Dodge customers. You'll always hit a savings home run at Nielsen Dodge. Here's my pal Bill Snoffer with a great Standby. And as Lyles didn't leave, he's still on the mound, and he's pitching to Rizzo when the spot was on. I, we, I'm sorry about that. But anyway, it's one and two on Rizzo. Two outs, no one on. We're in the t- bottom of the seventh inning. 5-4 Baltimore and Lyles 1-2 is lined to left field. There's a base hit. Rizzo simply put the bat on the ball. He swung inside out. A very little swing and he looped it over short. And now here's Brandon Hyde. And what we can do is we'll be able to go back to the commercials again. Yay! Yay, John Sterling. We got to go back to the commercials. 
God bless. I, I, I have a feeling we'll be calling uh, to the bullpen for John Sterling more often uh, than not. So, uh, I, I mean, at this point, you just got to love it. You got to you got to love the, just in general that entire call. And, and, it, and it's Ernst and how genuine it was. Yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly authentic for for sure, and I don't know if I necessarily blame Sterling for that. Um, I mean, to me, no, no. Th- there, I mean, there is a cue missed somewhere by someone. Yes, but unfortunately, John's going to get the heat for it, and that correct. I mean, because I, by my own admission, when I texted you about this when I heard it live, I'm like, oh my god, dude! I just heard like one of the biggest screw ups by Sterling of all yeah. time. And having listened to this, I kid you not, I've listened to this at least 25 times because it's so damn funny. Um, <laughs> I showed one of my coworkers this today who's a Red Sox fan, and, and he, he ate it up as well. Um, I, I, Q was definitely missed somewhere. So another call here is, as uh, usually we're going to crank out three of these, uh, three of these things from the bullpen, but... Uh, you know, because of the setup, I didn't want to really screw things up too much. So uh, we have another one. And the best way I can set this up is by saying it's the best way to walk off and win the game. One, two. Goldschmidt hits it out to left, and this will do it. And he does it in grand style. It's a grand slammer. Goldie, the walk-off grand slam. What a ball game. We just talked about it, Dan. You play with fire, you get burned. And that ends up being the case. The numbers against the lefties for Goldie have been astronomical, and he gets himself a slider. It's down, it's in, and it's out of the ballpark. Walk-off winner, first one of the season for the Cardinals, and what a way to start this homestand. And that was how the Cardinals started the homestand against the, what was that, the Toronto Blue Jays, Blue Jays. that was, yeah. Yep. And as a Yankee fan, that makes me very happy that the Cardinals beat the Blue Jays in walk-off fashion. So, PJ, what what say you about that highlight before we get I to mean, the ColorCast calls? Absolutely. Uh, as we mentioned, Goldschmidt tearing it up in May. Yeah. Um, I think, and in, in maybe you could, you could, you know, obviously offer your opinion on this, Walk-offs are great regardless, right? A walk-off home run is even better. But a walk-off grand slam plays, I mean, doesn't really get any better than – I don't think it does. Um, no. I, I really don't think so. And and shout-out Dan McLaughlin. I believe those – if I'm getting this wrong, I, I feel free to, to roast me. But Cardinals TV for the purposes of yeah. correct attribution. We'll just say Cardinals yeah. TV on the call. Yeah, thank you. Um and his thing is the grand slammer, um, which is like a kind of one of his um, one of his calling cards, I guess you would say, um, is the grand slammer. And and any time I get to hear him say that, it's just it's a, it, clearly it's a good it's a good thing. And and yeah, that was awesome, man. I, I woke up. I unfortunately didn't wasn't able to stay up late enough to to finish watching that game. But I always get up if I if I don't get to watch the games, I get up and I watch the highlights first thing in the morning. And that was certainly a good feeling. 
For sure. Well, it is that time of the show where we bring on some color casters. Uh, PJ, do we have anyone uh, lined up here? That... I believe we have one, the Peach Pirate. One of our guys has uh, asked for the mic. Is the mic, uh, All right. is the hot seat enabled? Uh, do you have to, like, enable it? No, you no, I shouldn't have to enable it. Okay. Uh, is it not working? Ask for the mic. So we'll, we'll uh, and, and another thing that we're doing a little bit differently, just to try and improve the pace of the show, is uh, we're going to give each of you color casters uh, five minutes. So um, you have half the time to make your point. Um, and we can discuss it a little bit, and then yeah. uh, we'll keep discussing it after until we get the next caller. And then uh, if we don't get any, you know, depending on how it goes. This is kind of this. This is literally the swinging blindly portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an hour long swinging blindly. Love it. I mean, yeah, man, eventually our awesome. shoulders that, that get really tired. Cool. But what um, just just for you, I think people might be interested in is so like to find those clips that you you know, for example, for today. Like, are you? Will you just listen to a random game like during the day, like or if you have time, like will you like if it's not even the Yankees, will you just put on a random game and 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 listen to uh, you know, to 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 the to the game? I yeah, I put on random games all the time. Um, but but who's your favorite? Uh, who are your favorite radio guys? If you want to just name a couple, I feel like that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, do we have the Peach Pirate? No, he's no. I told him to request it. He okay. Nothing yet. Um, or or you you should just be able to invite him to the hot seat. Um, uh, yeah, give, give Oh wait, yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot I could do give that, that a shot, and then we'll we'll get you on Peach. Uh, radio guys, I mean, I and I I know they're in your division and and whatnot, but uh, bro, I I love the, the I I love the Brewers guys. Uh, I mean, say right, yeah, I say, told me that. say no more than Bob Euchre. Uh, I, I, uh, Jack Corgan of the Rockies is really good. I enjoy. Yo. Uh, we got oh. the peach. How you be, man? There he is. Yo, yo. The peach pirate. How's it going? How we doing, fellas? Hey, we're just talking some ball. Pretty good, yeah, man. I, 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 so I, I was calling in because I'm actually kind of heated right now. Um, Uh-oh. I got a real issue with Joey Gallo. Oh, well, what Yankee fan doesn't? I got a real issue with him, and not because I'm a Yankee fan, okay? But but I am, but, like, not just because I'm a Yankee fan. So I was talking to a lot of baseball guys today, and, you know, we got talking about the Yankees and, you know, Judge betting on himself and all well and all good. I, I wish him the best on whatever California team he wants to end up on that, wants to pay him that money. That will pay him that money when he's 37, 39, whatever. Don't but do Joey that to Gallo, me. But Joey Gallo, listen, I'm an avid Judge fan, but whatever. Joey Gallo, everybody that I've talked to was like, yeah, he's a real streaky player. And, like, I take issue with that, right? Because I don't buy streaky laundry detergent for my underwear. You know what I mean? I don't buy... Uh, you know what I mean? Streaky uh, deodorant for my armpits. I mean, what are we talking about here? I'll Does tell the guy you. I deserve to, to, to play in the MLB. Like, I don't think so. Okay, and Peach Pirate. If he's batting under 200. Peach Pirate, I'm going to lay this out for you very simply. Okay? And I'm here it is. 
Are you ready for this? Yes. Because this is going to be like a knowledge bomb dropped right on your head. Let me hear it. The Give only it way Joey Gallo is a streaky player is when he's having sex or taking a shower. Yes. Because yes. he's naked. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. And just wanted to like real quickly put my two cents in there about the whole judge situation with the contract. Sure. Understandably, yeah. the Yankees probably won't even meet that number even after this season because he's probably going to be asking for more than what he's definitely already worth and what they already offered him. Why not um, if the Nationals decide – that Soto is going to get on the trading block. Pour that kind of money into that dude. He's, what, 24, Ooh. 25 years old? Get Ooh. get that guy. And he's a lefty. Well, you know, I mean, that's all I can say. Ooh, I like Yankees want to spend that money, pick up Soto, and Judge can go disappear on a California team because that's all that's going to happen. Rumors, I mean, they're obviously just rumors, but the, there's talk that the Nationals might make him available at the deadline. Soto. Oh, and I want the Yankees yeah. to jump on that. Left-handed bat? I mean, yeah. come on. What that's are we talking a, about here? That's a good scenario. I, okay. I, well, I yeah. see, I, here's the thing, though. If you're going to acquire Juan Soto from a tra- or for, in a trade, what are you going to have to give up? And we're going to have to mortgage our farm judge, system. Judge, judge for Soto. You're not doing that and straight then, up. And, then, and, oh, well, and, and then farm system. And then farm system. Well, they Brett, have Brett, players to spend. Who? Chat, Brett, Brett brings up a good point. Nationals won't make that deal. Can't trade Judge to a time that, team that won't resign him, which is a good point because the Nationals aren't going anywhere, and they are not, if they're not going to pay Soto, they won't pay Judge. So maybe not Judge for Soto, but I think the Yankees so have let enough. So ju- let Judge I think the Yankees walk have enough and to sign make a deal. Soto. Let yeah, Judge walk that, and sign Soto. I'm I sorry, that's but that's – hey, better, listen, left-handed yeah. bat in Yankee Stadium, and he's 24 years old, take that all day. I would be throwing money at the Nationals right now if I was Brian Cashman. Four hundred million? What's the? I mean, hey, listen, we're gonna pay this dude two hundred thirty-five, and he's thirty years old. Like, what are we talking about? But who's not to say that I something agree. could happen to Juan Soto? I, I mean, I agree with you, Peach. I'm just bringing up the other side of the point. Oh or, yeah, for sure. I, I and I get that. I think as somebody just to, to chime in a little bit on like a, a star looking for a big contract. Uh, when Pools left, I mean, he was. 2930 yes yes and they didn't sign him yes yeah but that, i oh, mean no. that was a little bit of a different yeah well he went no, to the agent no, free agent market was a lot different got his contract and guess what he's back he's back though he's oh back. yeah which is amazing the cardinals but at the same time the cardinals offered like 60 million less thinking he might take a hometown discount and yes the market was different I mean, a, a prime Albert Pujols gets $400 million in this day and age. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that you almost kind of hope that the you really have to put your faith in the front office because it's such a big decision, you know, when you make a commitment like that. Uh, yes. And it worked out for the Cardinals, but, you know, we, we got a ring with him. We haven't gotten one since, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. So yeah, I mean, and, and the other and thing the to consider, has... the, the other thing to consider too, and Peach, I want to give you a word before you have to, before you drop, is that right field's a lot different than first base. True. I agree. Peach I Fire, agree. I will leave with this. Yeah. I will leave with this. Joey Gallo 
is like a skid mark on the Yankees underwear that they're wearing. I just, that's all I'm going to say. I think drop them to the minors, bring up somebody, you know, younger, one of your prospects, whatever, let them get some time in, you know, MLB and put up some numbers and then, Hey, maybe use them as a trade chip. That's just my suggestion. Well, I, I think the best so, thing that you can do. Florio. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the call peach. The, the it cut off on you. I agree with you about Estevan Florial. Uh, just designate Joey Gallo for assignment. I think calling him a skid mark is very kind. He's a shark in the Yankees' <laughs> underwear, and you don't really need to say much more about Joey Gallo than that. Peach uh, good call by Peach, Peach Pirate. Pirate. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to just shout out, you know, uh, just a big shout out to to Peach Pirate and and any of our listeners, including our next, I believe, going to be on the hot seat. Um, we do really appreciate you guys tuning in every time and uh, and having something to say to us because it really that's really what we want to do. So uh, especially now in our first our first show with these kind of parameters that we're trying to lay down, get some segment ideas, you know, and, and kind of have more of a structure rather than just completely swinging blindly. I mean, we're trying to hit home runs, even though we don't care regardless. Um, but, you know, home runs are way better than a, than a pop out to the catcher. So. Yeah, and um, if you have any segment ideas, let us know. Yeah, let us know for sure. Anything like, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Let us know on uh, Twitter at Swinging Blindly, uh, Facebook Swinging Blindly Podcast, or let us know when, when we go live here on Colorcons in the chat. Any any kind of segment ideas, names, I just in general, we, we listen to you guys and we love anybody who ever listens and, and uh, gives us the time of day. So um, without further ado, that was really good. That, that was a great, I like that. I like that a lot. That was a lot of good thought-provoking ideas from both of you guys. Yeah, well, and um, and, it, and it really just, I think it added to the pace doing it that way, too. Absolutely. So, yeah, let me uh, invite on the next hot seat. I accidentally gave Peach Pirate six minutes, so I'm going to give uh, our next guy six minutes as well. Well, hey, that's okay. and that's understandable, you, you know, allow yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah, six minutes, yeah. Paul, sure. Yeah, yeah. Five Let's minutes, it. that's 30. Yeah, we're good. Um. All right, and then uh, I think he's probably ready. He's we somebody that we both know well. So, all right, someone that we both know well. Talking, talking some baseball with the boys. Oh, and here he is. And here's Bretty boy. Hello, uh, gentlemen. It's so uh, apropos that that uh, that Sean the the Peach Pirate called Joey Gallo a skid mark, and that you called him a shark. Because I came home and found both that my cat left for me in my bed. Both a, both a, a, a shark that might have started in the litter box and then an actual turd in my bed. So, I mean... Are, I mean, are, you, uh, are you sure it wasn't your own pants? Are, am I sure it wasn't Amber Heard? I don't know. I, I really... I, I, don't, I don't know these things. Um, but so, so, I do... I like a lot of what peach pirate had to say the only the only amendment i guess i would have to make is that well first of all and i had put it in the chat the nationals aren't they can't accept judge because they can't re-sign him so you'd basically be giving away your best asset for nothing so so judge judge would be off the table in terms of a trade to the nationals but i guess i would love juan soto i mean i i would i would cut off my my left pinky for Juan Soto. Just your left pinky instead of your winky? Do you, 
Well, Ooh, definitely man. not. One. Definitely not the Winky. All right. Well, you uh, know. You know that in stone? Do you want to like? Is that a thing? We'll, 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 Do you have a chisel? No, we can find a doctor to cut your left pinky off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll leave it on the table. We'll leave it on the table for now. Uh, but so if the. Uh, if the Yankees got Juan Soto, I mean, it would have. Is he a free agent at the end of the year, or would it have to be via trade? Yes, he's not a, yes. Soto is a free agent. So then, I guess you you would throw the bag at him, and you would have to let Judge walk. And, oh, and, no. and based sorry. on, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, I, Soto's I not up to free agency 20, yet, right? 2024, 2024. Okay, okay so, so then, so then, what, let's just not even entertain. But, but then, you know, my other point is. If the Yankees and Yankee fans, if they want to win a World Series this year, then they're going to, I think, have to reconcile with the fact that your best chance is with Aaron Judge, and there is a chance that you get nothing for him at the end of the year, except if you end up with a World Series trophy, I think, it, I think that pill goes down a lot, a lot smoother. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, why, I, I mean, see, to me, the whole Juan Soto conversation's moot, because... We're not going to, and, and I, Brett, I don't think we should, um, you know, mortgage the farm system to get a Juan Soto. Uh, yeah, also, as, I don't think sending Gallo to the minors is an option. Well, I mean, I, but I, you no, can you you can designate him for assignment though. And I'm not saying he's not you know deserving of being designated for assignment, but at the end of the day, the Yankees also aren't paying him to be there. The Rangers exactly. are still paying him. So yeah, they, he's still a free that. player for the Yankees. Uh, granted, you know, I think he's like the one case where you could say, like, you know, usually the saying goes, if it's for free, it's for me, not Joey Gallo. You can – Right. Someone else can take him for free. Oh, yeah, for- I, mean, I, think, I, I think I would say that the, uh, the, the phrase, the best things in life are free, definitely don't pertain to Joey Gallo. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. <laughs> I mean that that you know that they just went to a it's like they went to the flea market and then someone just had some you know a, a, on a on a bench they said free you know and then they were just like oh look at that guy he looks big and strong let's uh, let's take yeah. him home and uh it just hasn't it just hasn't worked out it just has not worked out but at the same time uh just give it, me Brett Gardner just give me Brett Gardner yeah, you know, maybe even keep Gallo where he is. Get rid of of Mr. Potato Head Aaron Hicks, and then just give me Brett, <laughs> and then just give me Brett Gardner in center field. <laughs> Honestly, and he people and people like Potato Head did not explain. Well, I mean, he he is just built with interchangeable parts. He is just he's he's like he's he's like a robot, except you know he's he's more fragile than a robot. So he's Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Um, I, see, I'm of the opinion that just just let Florial play, just give him some time right now and see what he's made of. That's that's what I want to see right now instead of Aaron Hicks and instead of, you know, Gallo and, and whatnot. Let's just let's just see what Andujar and, and Florial are able to bring. And if they're able to do something, you know, great. If not, well, you know, you have a couple of, um, you, you know, you have a couple of red poker chips that you could deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Florial, but at the same time, like, are we trying to win a World Series this year, or are we trying to find out what our future center, field, center fielder is all about? If he's, if he's even that. 
because uh, we've been talking about Floreal since, I don't know, 2019, at least. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you got to remember, then, too, though, I, that... I just feel like Brett Gardner off the bench would be, like, literally is the best option for the Yankees right now. Uh, and, and you know he's probably going to give yeah. you a discount. And then, and then one thing with the Aaron Hicks thing that I hear across all of sports radios, people are like, we're paying him all this money. He gets $10 million a year, Aaron Hicks, okay? It's Can not that much. With the, he gets paid so much. Like, Brett Gardner got paid more money last year than $10 million. So, like, save it with the with the Aaron Hicks makes so much money thing. Like, in, in this day and age in baseball, $10 million a year is not that much. Yeah, just a few seconds, Brett. Final word. Uh, no. Uh, literally just a few seconds. Uh, yes. And uh, thank you, Bretty boy. Uh, Absolutely. Co- color cast swinging blindly. I'm. Uh, see, to me, PJ, I think you can aim to win a World Series and also figure out if Estefan Floriel belongs on this team. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I'm not claiming to know anything about this Florio guy, but you, uh, you guys have spoken highly of him as as a possible future outfielder for the Yankees. If I have that right, um, yeah. I, I I think um, especially with the way that the team is going now, I mean they're thirty and thirteen as we speak right now. I don't think that like you you really mess with that until you need to kind of a uh, if it's a, if it ain't broke type deal. Like yes, I, do I understand being upset with guys like a Gallo or yeah because I was upset with Paul DeYoung in the early goings of the season and then the Cardinals sent him down, called up one of our top prospects to try and play second base, moved Tommy Edmond to shortstop where. Is actually his first position, and and, and trying to see this as well. I I don't, yeah, and, and, I don't want to keep comparing Tom, uh, uh, Tommy Edmond to Glaber Torres. You got to remember that though. Oh well, I mean Tommy Edmond's also a Gold Glove second baseman, and then literally made is making Gold Glove shortstop plays uh, in the early goings, but uh, and has the range and has the arm. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, I think it's a little different too. The fact, again, just to reiterate, one of six an MLB record Gold Gloves that the Cardinals won last year was Tom Manman at second base. So the glove itself is not the issue. Um, it, it, I, I understand the switching of the positions, but he's getting the opportunity. He's so far so good. He's the, the leadoff hitter, um, and is a guy that needs to be in the lineup regardless. You call up a guy in Nolan Gorman who had 15 home runs in AAA before being called up. Uh, just just a monster top top prospect type guy who is natural position is third base, but clearly there's a guy named Nolan Arnato there, so he was transitioning to second base. And the thought is that Nolan Arnato does not opt out this upcoming year and stays a Cardinal for the rest of his career. So you would need to find a position for your uh, stud, your stud uh, th- prospect who wants to win Gold Gloves. So you transition him to a position he could play potentially and and yeah it's easier said than done you guys have seen it as a yankee fan um how it hasn't necessarily worked but right. i i think um i think a lot of it comes down to and again just back to my original point and maybe you would agree maybe you disagree they're 30 and 13 i understand making these little decisions especially if you're upset with certain players but the team is winning regard like clearly out of spite of these bad performances so 
how much do you really want to alter when things are going good? That's something for the teams that are doing good to decide. Right. I mean, there is a lot that is going well for the Yankees, no question about it. But these are parts that are not. Excuse me. Thank you. Gosh, that was awkward. Um, Didn't handle that sneeze well. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I give you I needed to be blessed on that. Yeah. So it's... But like I was saying, PJ, I think you can figure out who your future center fielder is um, oh, while still speed. Right. very important position right very important position but i mean at the same time i mean we have heard a lot about florio so if aaron hicks is not doing well um i'm not saying you sit him May- maybe you give him some time off Maybe you just let him DH or something to kind of get his offense back in the groove, give him one less thing to concentrate on, have Florial play some center, get some at-bats, see what the kid's made of. Because we, as we've said, we've heard a lot about him. We haven't seen a lot. So now it's show me. Absolutely. And you know what? And, and I, I, I just refrain from saying absolutely because I've been saying it a lot. Um I, I think that's exactly the position that the Yankees find themselves in. They, they, they've, you know, we're a quarter way through the season, literally. Mm-hmm. I think that they've earned themselves a little bit of leeway to try to, to experiment. You know, they, this is kind of the time and place you would want to try and experiment and see what you may have for a potential, you know, s- September or up to October run, you know, that it, when, when you come out swinging, you know, blindly as they have and, They've been hitting it over the fence way more than we do. Oh, um, yeah. Well, that doesn't you, take you, much, though. Yeah, there you go. Tony you, Womack you, could do better. T- Tony Womack could have done better. Shout out Tony Womack. Yeah. Great Cardinal. Um, and a decent they, Yankee, too. That, oh, I forgot he was a Yankee. Um, when he was still stealing bases, too. Um, yes. The, the, I, I just think that the, it is. It is kind of the time where you would want to – you'd rather kind of mess with things now rather than when you start getting towards the later parts of the season. Um, you know, there is the September call up where you do get a, more guys that you take a look at, but they're guys that can really make an impact get called up before September. Um, right. And and I'm sorry, September is not the time f- for you to be proving yourself. Ex- In- exa- precisely. September is September's about doing what you need to do, clinch a playoff spot, maybe get some rest. That way you're primed yes. to. Take on the October competition. I think September is way more about getting guys, like he's, as you said, getting guys rest that need it. Um, with with the expanded rosters, as is, in, it's more about calling up guys that you have faith in to be major leaguers, rather than around now where you could potentially call up a guy like just to go back to Nolan Gorman. I mean, we're getting him in May. He was tearing out. He was tearing it up in AAA. You're getting him in May. He was a top prospect struggled in spring training, whatever, all these things. But now you're getting a look early in the season to see, is this guy going to just be on our team for the rest of the year? Or is this just an experiment that we have to bail on? Whereas September is more of, we're calling these guys up for more depth. It's not, you're not calling up stars necessarily in September. I know know that there's different uh, scenarios where that is the case, but generally speaking, you're calling up guys in September for depth. Right. Uh, no, no doubt about it. And I mean, let's not forget. 
the Yankees, mean, the Yankees have an sorry. The Yankees have an amazing farm system that I don't think, is, especially pitching wise, that I don't think has been being talked about enough. Yeah, and that's why PJ, I'm not willing to mortgage it. We have Anthony Volpe, who is supposed to be this outstanding shortstop. We have um, shout uh, out Volpe. Yeah, uh, Dominguez, who's our third overall prospect. Oh, love Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez, yeah. yes, uh, scored love a career so high much. four runs. Single Jason A Tampa. Two S's. Two S's. Jason. Yeah, Jason Dominguez. Yeah. And we love him. Right. And mutant. They call him the mutant, I think. They call him. He has an interesting nickname. I'm not really sure. I got you. I just. A Martian. The Martian. Okay. Yeah. I just. I don't like mortgaging farm systems for one player. I. Yes. Agree with that. I think that that's a usual, a general. Uh, I think that that's I mean, I mean, okay. As a Yankee fan, maybe it's a little bit different. But would you not trade five years of let's just say, let's just say, would you trade five years of mediocrity for one world champ? Like just just five years of mediocrity for one world championship. Like if, if five the Yankees years, win a world is, five years is a long time. Oh yeah. No, Shout I wouldn't. Shout out Swaggy B twelve. If you want to join before we, ha- ha- I think we could make time if Swaggy B wants to hop on. Or if you want to hop on, make it. Yeah, uh, well, Here, I'll send, we'll, I'll send we'll take. Invite yeah, because we've had Swaggy B on before, so I'd like to give you the opportunity to come on if you'd like. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's that. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time to give away. That's so a lot you, of time so- to. It's a lot of time to to accept. So let me let me let me word it this way, and then you can give your answer. Would you would you give up? So the Yankee, you're doing this. The Yankees won the World Series this year. Yeah, and then you and then you have to endure five years of third place baseball. Would you trade? Would you make that trade? No. Oh, all right. No, because I think I probably would. But I mean, here's the thing, though. Third place baseball for Yankee fans, that causes a lot of turnover within the, sure. within the manager, you know, within the front office. There's a whole lot of change in turnover that could be prevented. Well, to counter that, this is a team that hasn't won a World Series in, in 13 years. I get that. I, I get that. But the the thing is... Yeah, we we need to win a World Series, but then you also have to have sustained success. That's what the Yankees are about, sustained success. That's why they did so well in the 90s and into the early 2000s, even though in the early 2000s you just had the one World Series, the Subway Series win against the Mets. But... They were they were right there. I mean, they went to the World Series against the Marlins. Uh, they were they were right there, you know, with the Angels and 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 crew and I mean the Red Sox and I I mean that was sustained success by just winning once and saying, Okay, we're gonna have five years of third place, that's not sustained success. And I'm not willing to give anything up for that. Sorry, that's just me. I could very I respect well. That. I could be in the minority on that. 
No, I, I, I would be very interested. I think that's actually a very good litmus test. In, not to really prove anything regardless. I think it's more of a uh, uh, affinity. I, I don't know. I don't really – I think that's a very good question. I mean, you could tell me if I'm an idiot, but I think that that scenario, would you trade five years of third-place baseball for one championship? I think a lot of Met fans would probably uh, take that in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, Met fans probably would take that because they haven't won a World Series since 86 and by and large have not been a very relevant team most recently 2015 against the Royals when they went to the World Series and really, frankly, didn't look that great in that World Series, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, because teams, Kansas City out-fundamentaled them to death. Oh, different, different. I mean, seven years ago now, which is crazy to say, but... um. I mean, I will say this. Just uh, I, we went to the Cardinal game, Cardinals Mets in City Field, uh, uh, what a week or so ago, and um, doubleheader, and um, th- it's a different atmosphere in City Field this year oh, than no it doubt. has been. We've we've been going the game. We've been going to at least one game since we've been together, myself and my wife, and uh, it's uh, so ten years. We've been going to at least one game. You know, this was the first year we went to. to Bush, which which I've covered on the show uh, in St. Louis, to see my the, my favorite team, the Cardinals, um, this year. But this year, and we so we, we were even there the 2015 year, and it was it was loud, it was it was crowded, it was special. But this team and these fans seem it's it's so different. It's so different. I, I don't really know how to explain it. Steve but, Cohen. Yeah, I think that's got to be the main denominator, right? It just um. Shout out the Mets. I, we didn't talk. We could get to the New York State of Mind next time because that'll be. I think it'll still be relevant. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, because we go, we got to give some shout out to our. You know, Jake didn't end up joining us, but our guy Jake and uh, and and any Met fan that might listen, we got to give some credence to the Mets as much as it may pain you to do. It doesn't but, pain um, me to do. Stop. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it doesn't shout- seem like Swaggy is going to join. So, but we appreciate him listening. Maybe next time. Yeah, so we'll we'll catch up with you next time. Uh, we are out of time, my guy. What a what a show this has flown by. Absolutely, that was great. That was really great. Also, whatever you did, a, a shout out to you for um, for playing hurt with your with the the um, board that you're using. But compared to our little practice run t- to what you actually had on the pod, whatever you did was a world of difference because we could hear those clips perfectly so oh good Uh, yeah i i found a little thing a little knob that i just had to uh turn it out yeah yeah i mean this is gosh i mean this this board is the most ridiculous looking thing it's got you know all sorts of knobs and like three buttons that you that you uh push so it's it's a bit different and um hey i mean it's but like, you did. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I, I play with this board. I, I brought it upstairs from the basement uh, last week um, and played with it whenever I could to, to kind of uh, get the get the feel of it. So I wasn't a complete idiot doing the show here. So glad we uh, made it work, and we'll, we'll beef up the bullpen segment. Uh, you know, will we have another John Sterling screw up or, you know, who knows? Or, or Potentially, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, although, you know, we're and, and part of this uh, bullpen segment is to diversify the, the voices you hear 
on, on yes. the show so, so that it's not just always sterling and and whatnot uh, we'll we'll find some other I stuff look forward to it yeah yeah well i mean it's and honestly you know a lot of it's just going on the the team's websites you know just just finding random stuff and and grabbing and playing so grabbing and playing that's what we're well, that's what we're best at yeah yeah well i mean for sure uh before <laughs> i bury myself even more with my cliches because i just realized how that could have been interpreted uh thank you so much for listening <laughs> not nearly as bad as uh how smooth is your milk but um <laughs> oh man yeah that, that was the time uh well my guy <laughs> Uh, bring remember, us out. Remember Jimmy Yacobonis? Yeah, of course I remember Jimmy Yacobonis. Uh, I'm just like, maybe we should just always end on a Jimmy Yacobonis stat, but we'll get to that. New segment alert, Jimmy Yacobonis stat of the week. Uh, um, not exactly a good ending to the show, considering his stats have never been uh, sensational. Uh, we I'll just love his him. name. Oh, I'll, fi- I'll find some interesting Yakabonus stats. The Yakabonus stat of the week. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, Bonus, yeah. On... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Swinging Blindly. Yes, we have that that, that um, handle. It's amazing. And at Facebook, at the Swinging Blindly podcast, you type it in there, you'll find a nice little baseball. And uh, you'll know that you are at the right place where we will uh, – Make sure we post the color cast links, and we have a lot more in store for you guys. So we appreciate everybody listening. And uh, what what do we do again, Blaze? We swing blindly for the fences and don't give a damn where it lands. Mm-hmm.